Hi, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and we're here with Mr. Justin Schools. Uh, Justin, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? My name is Justin Schools, like Mr. Jesse said here. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter from, originally from South Georgia, around the Valdosta area. Um, I'm living up here in Nashville, Tennessee, trying to write some cool songs, get them out there for y'all. You're probably as far from me as I am from your house. And you were from like Lakeland, right? Is that what it was South Georgia? You said Lakeland? That's right. That's right. Okay. Lakeland, Georgia. I looked at, I did a little bit of research. I'm uh, about three hours <laughs> away from you. I'm in not uh, Canton, Canton, Cartersville area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're about three and a half hours if you're in Nashville. Yep. That's it. I'll be up there in March to play at the Smokehouse. Okay, cool, so cool. I'll, yeah. I'll be playing. So uh, tell everybody, because um, I, I couldn't find a whole lot about you, so I, I'm curious about it. I was listening to some of your music and some of your videos, and, and you're a really talented songwriter, singer, brother. So here's your chance to shine. Tell everybody about you. What, what got Bye. you into it? How all that stuff? Well, first of all, I sure, I sure appreciate it. Um, yeah, I got into playing music. It's, it's always a funny time because I kind of have a hard time remembering exactly when it was. But I started playing guitar. I taught myself. I think I was in like eighth grade, middle mm -hmm. school. Um, started. I taught myself to play guitar, and I started playing in our church's band. Um, and from then on, I, I got this. It's always a funny story, too, because I, I had this great idea in high school. We had our FCA, which is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes um we'd always you know do like a uh, somebody would lead a prayer somebody would do something somebody would lead, always lead something i was like well what if we you know led led the, the school in worship and i was like well you know why not me i i can play guitar i'll find somebody who can sing uh, at this point i'd never sang before or in front of anybody anyways um so anyways i got a group of my buddies and and there was this girl and who's a little younger than us um she played the piano really well and she sang great. I was like, all right, great. We'll get her a um, couple buddies. We'll, you know, got a drummer. We'll put together a little band, see what happens. Well, we had her, the girl's dad led the worship at a local church in town. And we got together for a rehearsal at their church and just use their instruments, the sound system or whatever. Um, so anyways, we go to play our first song and we're playing through the, the intro of it. Um, we just keep playing the intro over and over again. And I'm waiting for her to start singing. And uh, so finally her dad is like, hey, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I was waiting on her to start singing. He was like, mm, nah, well, you're going to sing. I was like, I don't sing. <laughs> That's not me. Um, long story short, I wound up singing that night. Um, and I guess it wasn't awful. Uh, you know, if you ask me, it probably was, but. You know, we're here now. We're, we're doing it for a living, so um, it, it worked out for the best in the long run. But um, but yeah, so I I led in our church for for years. Um, you know, did that, and then once I got out of high school, graduated, I started um, playing restaurants, bars, whatever. You know, just playing gigs here and there. And in, in college, I did the fraternity thing for a little while, and I would play parties here and there. Um, just trying, you know, just just doing it for fun, pretty much. Um, and then I realized I don't like doing finance as much as I thought I would, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, so anyways, I, I transferred out of, out of Valdosta State University and went up to Visible Music College in Memphis, Tennessee for a year. Um, and, and that was kind of a transition phase for me. I, I was planning on getting to Nashville at some point, um, just was trying to find kind of a, a middle point going from 
just doing it for fun to, hey, I'm trying to make a career out of it. So I went to the the school in Memphis for a year, and it was a, it was a cool time. Definitely an experience. Um, a lot of highs and lows over there. Memphis is a odd city. Love it to death. <laughs> hate it, you know, love hate it. Whatever you want to say, it's Memphis. Um, it used to be nicer. But, I can tell you that. <laughs> that. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. But um, but yeah. So I did that, and then I moved to Nashville December of last year. I guess the year before last now, it's New Year's always got me messed up until February. Um, but yeah, December 4th of 2021, I moved up here to Nashville. And so I've just been up here writing and singing ever since. Now, you have to say, you, you look so young. So you talk about already you have this life experience of music and, and paying your dues and, and getting forward. What kind of, I guess you've been, since you were young, you knew you want to play music for a living. Now, are you are you getting to play out like every day a week? Are you getting like steady gigs, or this is original music? Are you getting a are you that like cover stuff that they? I know they have a stuff up there too. Yeah, so um, everybody always you know talks about Broadway. Have you have you played Broadway? Have you done this? I I've steered clear of it. Um, it's kind of one of those things. Broadway is a great thing. I have a lot of great friends that play down there. Um, it's not really my cup of tea. I, I'm pushing my songwriting as far as it'll go right now. Um, I used to, like I said, I played shows in, in college when I was doing that. I would travel around and play wherever. Um, but when I got up here, I just kind of listening to, to people that are a lot wiser than me and have been up here a lot longer. You know, the best advice that I got was stop playing shows. Write as many songs as you possibly can and write your absolute best songs. And then if you want to chase the artist route and play your shows, put your music out, write your best songs, work on an EP or what, whatever project you want to do, put that music out. And then, uh, you know, that way, whenever you do start to go play your shows again, the, the audience has something to click on. You know, they have something to go look back on, not just your Instagram page with, with, you know, your halfway bio, like myself, I'm terrible at working social media. I hate it. Um, <laughs> If I if I could, I would I would take this phone and just throw it out the window. Be done with it. Right. But um, how many recordings would you lose when you did that? God. <laughs> too, too many. Too much money's worth. <laughs> I think I'm on five hundred and ten right now as far as like audio recordings and stuff. Yep. Yeah. My my notes in my phone are just infinity. They just mm -hmm. go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's uh I, I don't play as much. I play a lot of writers rounds in town, um, to try try to play my original music as much as possible I, i've you know I'm, I'm proud of the songs that i've been been writing recently and uh we're, we're starting starting a project in the studio now um we're getting back in there to, to start an ep and try to get that music out so i can start working back down the artist route and, and just kind of get that going okay and like i said if you the way we do things here too like if you get your when you get your ep done if you want to do an album review the way i do them it's not critiquing i don't ever do that that's just that's my opinion what what does it matter what I do is you come on with your songs, you tell me the story behind the songs, and we listen to them. And that's it. That's the how I do an album review. That's, to me, how you should do it. I mean, because <laughs> what is one opinion? Because it's everybody got their own flavor, and, you know, maybe something I like, maybe something I don't. Uh, but I don't ever critique it. I just, like, I don't want to even get into that. Yeah. So if you get that ready and you want to come back on there, you're more than welcome to come back, and, and we'll, we'll do that. Now. Uh, what are some of your favorite places up there to play though? Cause I know you're in ride arounds. Like that's why I'm going to the smokehouse uh, with Jason. I don't know if you know Jason Adams. He's more toward um, 
is below Nashville. It's between Nashville and Chattanooga. I can't remember the damn city. Murfreesboro? I think it's Murfreesboro, yeah. So, where are some of your favorite places you like playing at? Um, one of the biggest biggest um, venues for playing riders rounds right now in town is Live Oak. Um, mm. a, a guy I, I can't remember his name. I want to say it's Will or something like that. He's he's from Tallahassee, Florida. He's he's a Southern boy too, but he's he's got this bar called Live Oak up here. It's uh one of the best sound systems in town you can find, especially for that setup. It's a great stage. Um, a, a lot of riders are always at Live Oak. It's just it's a place to be. It's nothing nothing crazy. Good drinks in there, just kind of good atmosphere. You just go in there, and hang out, and and the biggest thing in Live Oak, other than the the uh, riders rounds, is the golden tea in the back, the golf game golden tea. That's that's where you'll find us right there in the back of the room. <laughs> now I, I'm trying to think, is that the place? Because there's a, a songwriter by the name of Sarah Faith. She does a riders round, and I'm not sure if that's a lot. I want to say it's Live Oak. It may not be. Um, there's the listening room too. Um, Listen room is always a big place. They always selling stuff out there. Um, that's a great place to play as well. Now, are they hard for like songwriters to get into? I know like the Bluebird is always like so hard to get into the Bluebird. Is it these places too? How do you tell everybody that's coming up, expiring to be, they want to be songwriters too, and maybe they want to play some of these rounds. How have you found to get into them? Yeah. Um, so the, I guess the, the biggest thing starting off before I say anything else is, how this town works is word of mouth. I mean, say, you know, say me and you write a song together and it's an absolute great song and you show it to one of your buddies. They're like, Oh, you know, Justin wrote on that too. Well, let's, let's write with Justin. Let's do this. And it's the same way, you know, you, you start making your buddies and if your buddy gets put on a round, he can say, Hey, you know, Jesse, come play this round with me and we'll do that. And from then on your name gets in there. Um, but a lot of the times it's just, Finding, finding the people who run the rounds and, and host them and put them together and say, hey, you know, this is who I am. I, I'm, I'm new in town. I'd love to love to come play this round, and here's my social media, whatever. You know, everything runs off social media nowadays. So, Yeah, uh, you got to get better at that. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I hate it for different reasons. I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> I just It just confuses the hell out of me. And I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that, though, about the songwriting, because it's always been about networking. And I tell everybody here in Georgia, I try to, I love co-writing. So if you ever really want to write, brother, I'm right there. We'll sit down, we'll put a Zoom, or I'll come to Nashville. We'll sit down and pick guitars. Because that's always how, you're right, it's always how it's been done. Because you, songwriting is, is a community. And I know a lot of people look outside looking in and think that it's competitive. And it is to a point, but I think it's more sportsmanship and just more love for everybody because they'll, They'll help you. They'll sit down there, write with you, and shoot Absolutely. shit, and so much fun. That's exactly right, man. I, I haven't met anybody up here who's against anybody. It's just the songwriter community up here in Nashville is just – it's one big family, really. And I think what's so cool that I don't I, – I didn't really realize it much either, but the, because Nashville is so big and there's so many people, it starts bleeding down the other places. Like Chattanooga has a really good scene too. That's what um, I've heard. I haven't seen much of Memphis, but I hadn't looked. Like I said, Chattanooga is an hour from my house, so I can go to Chattanooga. Yeah. It's like here in Georgia, you can go to Rome. Rome's a big area for songwriting. In Chattanooga and uh, Nashville. Where are some of the other places that you've played at maybe not Nashville, but around Tennessee? Um, I played in Pigeon Forge after they opened up their listening room over there. I, I went over there and played. Um, 
I played, you know, in Memphis, uh, lived there. Um, but that's that's really about it, honestly. I, I haven't really been to Chattanooga much. Uh, Murfreesboro, I've had some people that have that have hit me up, and, and we've kind of talked back and forth about some things. But um, that, that's pretty much it. I really when I when I say I take took a lot of time a lot of time off of playing shows, I really have. <laughs> so but you were, go ahead. Uh, it's just been for the best. It really has. I was say you were going to school originally. What were you going to school for in Valdosta? I was a, I was a finance major. Finance. That's why you said you didn't like the numbers as much because you're a finance major. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It might help you though as your career gets going along and you're like, hey, count my money, you know, instead of having somebody else call it, count it for you. Right. Exactly. It definitely has helped. I was on the phone with a, uh, with somebody the other day and we were talking about, um, when, you know, potentially getting back on the road and playing some shows, you know, maybe this coming fall or something like that. We were just talking about merch stuff. I, I'm, I'm partnering with the company right now to, to, uh, uh, sign like get a brand going or whatever. Um, and so we were talking about percentages and stuff and he was like, man, like you're, you're pretty quick on your feet about that. So, uh, and I, you know, I was like, well, yeah, I've done it a little while. And, and you gotta be, I mean, I, I'm glad that you said that. Cause that's songwriting. A lot of song, I, I'm for, I love writing music just for the feel and the fun of it, but it's also the business side and finance stuff. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I hate numbers. I really do. I just, I, I can't stand them. I was helping my niece with her homework yesterday, her math homework. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Where's my calculator? Where's my phone? Let me just look it up on a calculator. I know how to do that. You know, it's it's funny that the, the longer I've got away, I've got kids. They're you know, about eighth grade. That's my kids are learning guitar too. They're twins, a boy and a girl. So what I taught them is uh, free falling. So they could just practice. I get us holding the D side to move you like your index and your and your pinky up. I did it so they could strengthen their hand. And so they're learning free falling. And my little girl has went from free falling to Nirvana. Now she's playing like some lead stuff on that there you go <laughs> so <laughs> I, I i get it start early i wish i started that early i was 19 no i was i was 15 when my grandfather taught me the gcd and then i'm kind of the rest of it i taught myself uh but I, i've been i've been writing songs since i was 15 but i didn't really get into guitar seriously until probably 19 that's when i really picked up and started like playing to my fingers bleed. That's that's how I was in in middle school. I, I can remember coming home from uh, football practice in, in middle school and uh, just sitting down. And, and I my parents would get would be pissed. I'd be up at till two or three in the morning just playing guitar. <laughs> but with that being said, four weeks after I bought my first guitar, I was playing. You know, I had no issues. Um, and, and I remember the first song I learned was Freebird. Um, I had one, my best friend's dad is a phenomenal guitar player down in, in uh, Lakeland. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was him, but he wrote down the uh, you know the the G C or G D F whatever the mm -hmm. the chords are for that song, and just wrote them out on paper. And I, I remember studying that paper, just trying to remember it and, and get those chords down. So now when somebody sees Justin playing, you'll Freebird to play it for you. <laughs> I and, and you know people hate it. People are like, oh, that's a two hundred dollar song request. Listen, I'll play it. I don't care. That's I like that song. It's easy to I play. I can't do the yeah. leads, but I can do the, the four chords that go through the whole song. Exactly. Exactly. I'll sing, I'll sing it real pretty for you, but when it comes to the solo part, I'll pass that off. Yep. I don't know if I'd sing it pretty for you, but I'll play it for you. That won't charge <laughs> you. You ask for wagon wheel. I might charge you a little bit more. That's not one of my yeah. favorites to do. 
That's right. Now you mentioned football, so like I said, this we're gonna get sidetracked on stuff. I hear you talk, so things are gonna pique my interest. Uh, what position did you play? I was a wide receiver. Okay. Did you play like in high school and stuff too? Yep, I did. I did. So did you get a lot of playing time? Did you get some touchdowns? Yeah, I, I did. Um, I, I had, and this is kind of also what led into me playing music as well more. Um, I had a, uh, I had an offer from Valdosta State University to play football there um, in college and uh my senior year I wound up you know tearing ligaments whatever almost breaking my head off breaking my oh. neck um so I was in a neck brace for a couple months and so that kind of pushed playing ball out the window but I played you know I played baseball all my life played football um I think seventh or eighth grade was the first year I ever played football and I you know fell in love with it obviously um and played a little basketball here and there, but I played the basketball bench more than I did uh, <laughs> run down the court. Um, but yeah, I've I, I played ball my entire life. It, sports was always a big thing for me. I started the same time. I think seventh grade was the first time I started playing football. And I ended up playing um, by my junior year, I was playing quarterback, but because I'm sidearm, I'm kind of like a gunslinger. And yep. the coach got mad at me because I, <laughs> I th he thought I was, in, I thought I was in basketball or something. I'm looking to throw the ball. And there's a guy off to my left. And I saw him out of the corner of my eye. I didn't even look at him. I just threw him the ball. And the coach said, what are you doing? I'm like, he called it, coach. You can't do that. What the hell are you doing? I said, but he called it. So he got mad at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went to defense after that. <laughs> That's right. I, I remember spring practice, we had three quarterbacks. Um, it was me. Uh, Sam and a freshman. It was a, I was a junior, sophomore, and a freshman. So we were all going for the starting quarterbacks. And so I had to, I was coming out of spring, I had the lead. And so I'm going to throw a pass like toward the end of the practice in spring, like toward that last week. And when I went to throw it, they, a guy had grabbed my arm and it tore the tendon behind my elbow. So I was out for a little bit. And then so Sam got the job. Well, he was a punter too. So he went to get it and they hit him and he ended up chipping his shoulder. So a freshman, ended up getting a starting job and after they knocked me and Sam out then they said okay nobody hit the quarterbacks anymore right yeah. I'm like where was that rule when I was playing quarterback my exactly. arm would be better and, and you know the funny thing and see I was I was a receiver but I was also a quarterback too and that's how I actually got hurt was uh running you know during practice running plays for for the um the first offense and uh I would play quarterback rotate in and out you know do that whole thing and so I was, uh, you know, we ran an option just kind of mimicking the team we were playing that that week coming up. And um, I ran around the right side, and, and our outside linebacker just kind of just picked me up and just slammed me on my neck, you know, kind of a cheap shot. But it's, uh, you know, worked out for the best. <laughs> right. It's, it's easier to play guitar than it is. You can, you can you have a longer career with that. Exactly, exactly. Well, let's hear, less, one of your, hear one of your songs. Do you want to try to do it live, or do you want to pick it up on Spotify and we'll listen to it? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I can try to play one live. We'll see how how the sound works out on that. Okay. Um, so, uh, tell me the story behind it and uh, what song you're playing. Yeah, um, this song is called. Uh, let's see which one I want to do. Um, I play. Uh, this song's called "She's Got Me Cleaning Out My Truck," and so <laughs> it's okay. it's an idea. It, it's an idea I had in my phone for a little while, and I was saving it to write with. Uh, somebody particular up here in town that I, I write fairly well with. And um, I was writing with somebody else and we didn't have any ideas. And finally I was just like, you know what the heck with it? I'll just throw it out. And so I've, they loved it. Um, there's a, a buddy up here, his name's Trent Wayne. 
Um, he's a really good friend of mine. And we wrote this song and probably about hour and a half or so, just kind of spit it out. Um, but the song's about a, uh, just a guy that, you know, I, I, for me, my truck is always dirty. I ain't never had a reason to clean my truck out. So, um, you know, especially during hunting season, which just ended up, I need to go and clean it and wash it up. But, um, but yeah, so my truck has always been dirty and I ain't never had a reason to clean it out. And so I would, I had this idea. I was like, well, you know, what if guy meets this girl and she makes him want to clean his truck out? Just, just an idea that I'd never heard in town, never heard anybody write it. And so we sat down and wrote it. And so, uh, just goes a little something like this. And uh, if the sound messes up, just let me know, and I can we'll try something else. Yeah, because what I do is uh, all this is going to be is audio anyway, so I'll edit it down. So if you want to, uh, if it fades in and out, you can always send me just the like the audio of you and the guitar. Yeah, yeah, I can do that too. For sure. Okay. So go ahead and play a little bit. I'll tell you what's going to do while you play. All right, cool. When these four wheels get to rolling, them empty bottles do the same. Across the floorboard next to that shirt that's still covered in grease stains. Yeah, these boots left some red clay hardened all over the mats. And there ain't no room for anyone else up in this crew cab. Yeah, that paint up on the fender ain't seen the light of day. It's been covered up in red dirt dust that I thought was there to stay. Here I am out in the front yard, damn near sweating half to death With a bucket full of water, trying to scrub off every speck Gotta make some room up in the front seat Four or six p.m. cause tonight I ain't gonna be the only one climbing in Yeah, I finally found the first girl I hope I'm a couple dollars richer from the quarters underneath the seat Cause I'ma need every last one of them and what she's doing to me She's got me doing things I've never done before Starting with this Ford, now here I am out in Damn near sweating half to death With a bucket full of water Trying to scrub off every speck Gotta make some room up in the front seat Before 6 p.m. Cause tonight I ain't gonna be The only one climbing in Yeah, I finally found the first girl Except been enough To make this boy Here I am out in the front yard, damn near sweating half to death, with a bucket full of water, trying to scrub off every speck. Gotta make some room up in the front seat, four or 
About that, your phone's like my phone. I I just about turn mine off. Like, okay, it goes off, and it kind of goes in and out with the audio in a bit. So you may want to send it to me, like just you on the guitar. It's uh, it's coming through my computer. I don't know how to turn it off. Nah, I'm not worried about it. Then, like I said, I'll I'll edit some of this out. Just send it to me the the audio of it playing, and that'll 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 work. Now, I like I like the song. I think that's a really good country song, and I say country because it's country, and I like country songs. I like story songs. So I always make my little notes here when I'm talking to guests, so I have something to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> you talked about the cleaning out your truck. That was me when I met my wife, because my I'm the same thing. My truck, I've got I've got vinyl floors, so I can just take a water hose and squirt the damn thing out. Absolutely. But, so I met my wife, and I'm sitting there, and I'm cleaning it. I took it and I washed the outside, and I went to pick her up. And I was thinking, oh damn, I didn't wash, I didn't clean the inside of it out. <laughs> So I yep. hadn't heard that story. I haven't heard that song. That's that's so funny. I like I like that. I sure appreciate it. That is sure my life right there. <laughs> yep, and that's one we're gonna um, we're gonna be putting in um, in our EP coming up. We're gonna be putting that one out soon. Okay. And when was the EP coming out? Did you have a date kind of for it yet? Uh, we don't have a date just yet. Just kind of you know wait until we get everything in the right place to try to set a date. Okay. Yeah, like I said, if you can come back on with that, we'll do like a, a album review. I'll play your music and the way the um, like with this after it goes, it airs because like I said, you got a few in front of you, and I say yeah. a few, you got a you got a good bit, but I'll let you know before I release it. Um, cool. I do a weekly top ten countdown on the Georgia Songbirds because uh, first and foremost, it's always a podcast. This is what I started it as: is conversation pieces between me and other songwriters. And so I, when COVID hit, I had to think of a way to get content out right. So people couldn't come on as guests. I got that. They were uncomfortable. Plus I was watching my mom when she was still alive. She was really sick. So I was like, I get it. Stay home. We'll find something else to do. So I opened up zoom and had to learn the, the audio. When I say I'm technically challenged, it's not a lie. It's, it's time technically challenged, but I had to, I had to get content out. So I said, okay, well, let me do a countdown. People love countdowns. We'll do a top 10. And what I'll do is I'll put 14 songs in and then the top 10 will move forward week after week. And I'll just introduce four new songs. And the way it works is you just get as many votes as you can. It's never about the, the best song. It's always about who promotes themselves. Because I've seen some of the best songs last a week because the artists, like myself, they're busy. I get it. That's fine. It's just more about sending it. To, I send it to other stations and we'll get it played like in 64 countries. It's just more of getting exposure and fun, right? So if it lasts 12 weeks, then what happens is you get a little featurette on a Paris radio station. And so your music is heard out there. This is fun kind of thing to do. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, when I release your episode, I'll release one of your songs into it. And I'll let you know beforehand. And that way you know it's there and you can share and do all that stuff. Because that's all I ever ask my guests is two things. One, of course, share everywhere with everybody. Uh, tell people about the Georgia Songbirds. And then two is pay it forward. So if you know of any songwriters, artists, bands, whatever that we should hear, send them my way. I'd love to talk to them doesn't matter whether they're in the journey if they're just starting if they've been playing for 
50 years. I, I don't care. We'll talk to them either way, all of them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I definitely have a long list of those. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I tell people, email them to me because I, I'm doing something different too on a radio. I started an independent radio station as well. And I want to highlight, now you're from Georgia, so we'll get to highlight the Georgia side, is I want to highlight, uh, have like a 50, like a whole year of songwriters. So like each week, it would highlight a different state. And so about Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee. So if you want to send me that list, just tell me whether, if you know where they're from to put it on there and I'll add that as well. That, that'd be, it's always fun. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, we got a Georgia versus Alabama songwriter showdown going on right now, or will in February. When this comes out, it'll be started already. Uh, if I knew you were around, I'd have reached out to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I ain't got time for that. I got so much other stuff going on, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> now, we talked about some of the places you play, but where's like, I know you probably have like a favorite, but where's like some of the most memorable places that you played? I, I always love playing down in, in Tifton, Georgia, at Terminal South. Um, Sonny and those guys there and Jordan and uh, Casey, they, they've always been really good to us. Anytime we come down and do anything with them, it's just the, the hospitality. They're great guys. Um, that, that's always a cool place to go. And, and it's almost it's almost like a hometown show because, I mean, Tifton's probably – 35, 40 minutes from where I'm from. So, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of friends that show up, have a lot of, you know, family come out, do hang out, and it's always a good time doing stuff there. Okay. Now, you've been in Nashville for how long? About a year and a quarter now. A year and a quarter. So, did you, like, day one go in and start co-writing? Yeah, I did. Um, I, I've written a few songs on my own. Um, I, I, when it comes to writing, I'm an idea guy. Mm -hmm. I, I'll I'll have some pretty solid lines that I'll I'll come up with, but I, I'm I'm idea I, I'm gonna get you to where we need to be for for the idea of the song. Um, so I, I've been co-writing for most of the about not ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time. Okay. So that song we just heard is that was that your melody that you came up with, or did somebody else come up with a melody? Uh, I, I think he came up with Trent came up with the melody on that song. Um, but, but the idea was mine, the whole, you know, getting to where we need to be. That was, you know, obviously a group effort, but, you know, that's just my thinking on it. See, because I was listening to it. I like the melody, and I, I realize now more so. I'm, I'm big into blues. I love blues music, too. But I've realized now more country songs are they're putting so many words. And I'm like, I have a, I'm old. I can't remember that many words. <laughs> but, but I like it. So I'm trying to – I'm sitting there listening to it, and it, it's – for this is for other songwriters listening too. If you the way you did it was so subtle, like you're not overplaying on a guitar, you're singing your lines and you're playing, and it's, it was really really good. Well, I sure appreciate that. Now, who are some of um, like people that influenced you listen music wise as growing up? Oh man, so many. Um, obviously, an Alan Jackson guy. He's mm -hmm. he's a good old Georgia boy. Um, but just, you know, the way, the way he, there, there's many people for many different reasons. Um, Alan Jackson and George Strait, just because how they are, you know, just kind of, uh, I always say tall, dark, and mysterious, just, you know, just kind of easygoing guys, um, ain't much to it. And that's kind of like myself. I, I ain't, I ain't anything special. I'm just, you know, I'm a regular old guy. Um, um, but, uh, as far as lyrics, man, writing lyrics, I'm a Chris Stapleton guy love love the story he tells and anything he touches um it, it's just amazing uh how how he can relay words like that and that's that's somebody i look up to a lot 
Um, and then as far as like coming up with guitar parts, um, and this one's way out in left field. Uh, I'm a Dave Grohl guy. Um, okay. So, and I watched a video one time when I was younger and it was him like explaining how he sees a guitar because he's obviously a drummer, you know, you got Nirvana, he was the drummer for them. Um, now he's with the Foo Fighters, but he, he, when he explained a guitar, he explained it, he sees it as a drum set. And so, you know, you're playing a rhythm or beat or whatever with, with your strumming hand. And then, I, I don't know, the way he explained it just made sense to me. Um, hit, hit the note there is like hitting, you, you know, your shells or whatever on the drum kit and then your high notes, your cymbals or whatever. Um, but I, I really, it made a lot of sense to me. And, and so I base a lot of the stuff that I play kind of off of that um, theory that he had going there. I'm going to have to find that video because that would help me. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm telling you, it really did. And, and I, when I saw it, I was like, what? And then I looked at it more and I, I said, that makes perfect sense. So, Right. Because it, it does. It's got the rhythm. These guitar, I'm a decent guitar player, but I've watched some of these other guys play. Like Roy Clark was just a phenomenal guitar player. And I'm a bit, I, the way that like, they do the rhythm and then they just all of a sudden break into the lead all on the same guitar and i'm like how the hell do you do that i'm sitting there trying to figure it out and i'm so bad with it because when i learned to play i'd finger pick that's how i learned to play i'd finger pick and i'd do it in the dark so that i know i didn't have to look to where the chords were i could just play it right but you put a pick in your in my hand now the feeling's gone i can't feel the string that i'm on over here and so i gotten a lot better i've been playing this a long time so i, I can do it now but that that makes i want to i'm going to find that video so he i can understand a drum set and then maybe i can play drums too <laughs> Absolutely, for sure can you play any other instruments besides guitar uh yeah i can fill around on the piano a little bit um i uh just mainly guitar though i, I messed around with a uh a um, mandolin a little bit banjo here and there um not enough to say that i can go out and play you know play one of those in a full set but i can bring one up for a song or so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna cheat and get one of those banjo guitars. Have you seen them? The six string banjos. Uh, the six string banjos. Absolutely. Yeah. That's tuned <laughs> as a guitar. So all you got to do is play the same chords. It's just finger pick the banjo. I think I can yep. do that. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned uh, Stapleton earlier. I love Chris Stapleton. I think everybody, anybody loves Chris Stapleton. The way he does it, it's funny. It reminds me of a story, and I, I've said this on a podcast before. But that we were doing the band was jamming, and we were doing Tennessee whiskey, right? Cause everybody gets asked to do Tennessee whiskey and this guy goes and the, the singer goes, we're doing like Stapleton version. And I know it's not Stapleton, right. But he's made it famous again. And so this guy gets on there and of course you get these trolls and these people that just want to run their mouth. And he goes, that's a good song, but that's not Stapleton. That's George Jones friend. And I'm actually David Allen Cole. If you want to get serious about it. So <laughs> yeah, you want to get down to the nitty gritty of it, right? If you're going to, if you're going to give advice, know a little bit more my, my redneck right. hackles just flared up and my wife goes you need to leave it alone that's why i hate the internet sometimes yep absolutely <laughs> now we talked about like all your music and stuff that you do it's you got anything going on you got the ep coming up uh are you going to try to set up any tour dates or anything like that soon or you're just playing yeah we're, we're trying trying to work on that you know we're, we're just now starting to ease back into getting getting uh, looking at places and dates and trying to plan out i, I call it the the sec tour is what i like to call it <laughs> go dogs. The, the first place, yeah, exactly go dogs 
Um, the, the first places that I like to hit are places that have built-in audiences. I don't have to – I mean, I'm just now getting back into doing the whole artist thing and playing shows. So, obviously, I'm not going to go to some, you know, the George Theater in Athens and, and sell a bunch of tickets for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go to places that have built-in crowds, um, bar, college town bars. That's why I call it the SEC Conference. I want to hit all those the, – the Bible Belt, the Southern Schools, you know, UGA um, – got mercer down in macon um they're under icc but um you know all those the southern southern colleges pretty much what okay. what i like it now what's the uh biggest crowd you got to play for so far the biggest the biggest crowd i played for um i was in high school and i was in ffa uh, did the whole thing and uh i did the talent competition for a couple years in a row and 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 every year for FFA, we have the state convention in Macon at the uh, the arena there, mm-hmm. um, the hockey arena. And so I played – the first year it was like five or 600 people in, in this room. It was just in the convention center. Um, and then the next year, I think it was my senior year maybe, um, I played in in the room, in the, the main room in the arena on stage, and I think it was like 12,000 people or something like that. So and it was just me and my guitar, and I I played uh played Fire Away by Chris Stapleton, and so that was that was cool. Uh, that's the biggest crowd that I'd ever played for in general. Um, but I think as far as venue wise, uh, you know, kind of when I was really doing it, um, I think Terminal South would probably be it. We, we packed that place out. Okay, that uh, twelve thousand in the guitar is a very George Strait moment, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Just him <and> Absolutely. <laughs> now you mentioned the FFA. I was never part of the FFA, but I was in high school. I had uh, landscaping. We took that as a class. And so that class, people would want to know what we did. We actually went out and landscaped neighborhoods. So they got free help. That's basically, we were, we were free labor back then. I free think labor. it's changed now, but yeah. <laughs> I remember we were, they had, had to fix the greenhouse and this has changed since you probably wouldn't see it. I know my kids won't ever see this stuff, but we had fixed the greenhouse. So they had me up on the roof, hanging from the roof, helping nail the, the tarp over. I'm like, now you think about that. I was like, they would not get away with doing that now. There's no, no way. Because <laughs> if I fail, they're going to get, and I'm clumsy. They're lucky I didn't fall. But if I'd failed, then, you know, their insurance claims are going to start going sky high. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, let's do another song. Do you want to? play it or do you want to do spotify uh yeah we can do i i think i figured out how to turn the sound off a minute ago okay um so we should be good on that i can try to play one i'll uh did, did it sound other than you know everybody blowing my phone up over here did, i mean did it sound fine in the audio it, it sounded okay there was parts of it and that might be my connection because i'm out in the woods so it's okay it could be that's what I said send me the audio oh, yeah. too and then we'll just do um whichever one's better i can just put it in okay um i mean i could just play a clip too okay um if you have it if there's like a video or something i can share the screen with you and we can watch like one of your youtube videos or um it's it's just a uh it's just a memo a voice memo okay um, well that i mean you tell try, me you can try I and see we can try and see i've okay. never tried it i never tried honestly with a memo it'll It'll probably honestly just be the same as me playing. So I'll just play it and then I'll just text you the, the memo. Okay. Let's see. This, uh, 
the song is the first song that I, I ever wrote down on Music Row. Um, wrote it down at Warner Chapel with with a couple of my really good buddies, Tyler Chambers, who's from Douglas, Georgia, um, and then Derek Austin, who's from up in uh, Minnesota. Okay. Just a little 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 stretch there. Um, but we wrote this song. I, me and Derek had actually been fishing that morning before we went in and wrote. Um, and I was just thinking, I was like, I was like, what if we just wrote this song called "That's Why They Call It Fish," and we, we loved it, and, and the idea was just, you know, if everything in life was was perfect, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't really be as much fun as you think it would be. So I mean, the, the, the bridge in it is, you know, they'd call it fishing if, you know, whatever. We'll get to it. Anyways, this is called, that's, that's why they call it fishing. Grandpa and John both, night crawlers in a cane pole. Wine River up ahead. He was a cold beer and a red man, real hard to understand. But I listened to what he said. Days they pass like sand through the glass. You can't turn them over, get them back. Every time I cast that reel, I can hear that old man say. Time you wait a line, you build a keeper in the boat, scratched off a million in a home run. Every time you took it home, it wouldn't be worth all the missing and the wishing. The good Lord put us through. It's why they call it fishing. It's why they call it fishing. Boy, you better learn to wait. Bait a hook while you pray. Don't expect nothing back. See, want every ball game and the sun shined every day. Yeah, with a hell's fun and that. If every time you wet a line, you really keep her in the boat. Scratched off a million, hit a home run. Every time you took it home, it wouldn't be worth all the missing and the wishing that the good Lord put us through. That's why they come. They would call it catching if every time you wet a line, you reeled a keeper in the boat, scratched off a million in a home run. Every time you took her home, it wouldn't be worth all the missing and the wishing. why they call it fishing it's why they call it I like that. Yeah, just you had to send them to me. That one, for whatever yeah. reason, in the beginning when you start playing it, I don't know if it's the bass in it, it just started fading in and out. But as you get singing, it was fine. Zoom. I hate Zoom <laughs> sometimes. I, I I don't know why um, this didn't add to my calendar for today. And so whenever I got your email last night, I was like, oh, crap, I forgot about that. So um, I'm actually, I'm going down 
to Georgia tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, man, like if I can make that work, but I had it right this morning and I couldn't cancel it last minute. Um, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And I, I understand. Like I said, it's, I, I get so busy at the same time. I try to send people like the zoom link before, like the day before. And I've just, for the, for the past, whatever reason, and I'm gonna cross my finger. didn't happen with ours. The past two episodes that I've done, uh, one of them, the zoom, it deleted it before. I think I had like a power surge or something so, yeah. so, and, and I can't find it. So he, I'm going to have to redo his, his meeting. Uh, that's Joseph Brooks out of, um, Alabama. He's in the Georgia versus Alabama series. And then I had uh, two guys come up last night here to the house, and we did a we're two hours in, right, doing talking conversation. They're playing. We're almost done. I had a damn power surge again. I don't know if it's this was this one wasn't my the Zoom might have been my fault, but this one the damn outlets went out that I had the, the computer plugged in, and so because I was recording it through GarageBand, and it was in the middle of recording, it didn't save it. And so now yeah. I, I got to go to Athens so I can record him and his band. And I told him I would, I'd, I'd, I'd come to them this time because it's, it was nobody's fault. It's just a freak accident. But I mean, we were literally five minutes from being done and I was like, son of a awesome man. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's frustrating right there. <laughs> yep. Cause you can yeah. see I'm, I'm in a studio. I'm building a studio right now. So everything I'm yep. doing is by hand. Uh, so I've got, I had electrical done by another buddy that plays music here in Georgia, uh, Blake Pettis. He, he helped me. Uh, and then I had a couple people that actually helped. They gave me some money. I, was, I had like a little sponsorship and they, they helped pay uh, a little bit. That got some of the other stuff up, but I'm doing everything by hand. I'm doing the installation, doing the walls, uh, I'm doing the panels, everything. Heck yeah. So I'm showing out of time and money. <laughs> when I don't have. That's right. Now I love the hook so far in your songs. They're they're so funny and clever. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, I try to. I, that's one another reason why I'm going home tomorrow is because every time I get on the road and just drive, I just I start thinking of ideas, and that's that's my my quiet place is in the truck. So I, I wish I had a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm listening or playing music myself every day. And I love it. I love music. And I, I told my wife, cause I, I have a, I own a pest control company. That's what I do during the day. You know, that's my day job that pays for everything. Uh, mm -hmm. And then like with the kids, they got scouts or they've got football or they've got cheerleading or they've got everything. So I'm always running. I'm always going. So I go to play around here, open mics. There's a couple of mics around here that are pretty good. I play those when I can. And then other times I'm sitting here with this podcast with the music, putting stuff for together and I told my wife, I said, you better just get used to music and just come out, hang with me and help me. So yeah. her, her vision for herself is, uh, cause she's military and she's, uh, also sheriff's office. She gets to retire in like three years. And so she wants to hike the Appalachian trail. And so she said, what I want you to do, Jesse, she said, we're going to get a van. We're going to put your recliner so you can sleep and we're going to go up and down the East coast while I'm hiking. You go play all these bars and venues and pick me up here. And yep. That's fun. We can do that. Sounds great. <laughs> now, I guess that song that I love the hook and I love the visuals in your songs. It's it's. Well, I appreciate that. If there was a songwriting one hundred and one, it would check every one of them. The marks, you know, the good <laughs> melody, good visuals, good hook, everything that a a good country song should be is there. So you and and the guys that write for you guys and girls are really talented. Well, we sure appreciate it. We uh. 
definitely bust our asses up here trying to trying to get those checks. So. Right, that mailbox money coming in. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, if you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing? Because we know you don't like numbers, so. Yeah, well, I I do like numbers, and that was kind of kind of the thing why I was was like all right with going finance. Um, I don't know. I, I honestly probably would be working at a bank. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> working at a bank. That's yeah. see, that's that's such like such a boring job now, right? After doing all playing music and being in front of the crowd, you're just sitting there and exactly. only only thing I can think of is bank is uh you seen that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey. Yep. That's that's what I think. I think I'd be doing that if I was at a bank. That that would be my problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now playing out like you have, have you ever been playing and somebody like big just walk in and listen to you that you maybe didn't know was there at the time or showed up because it's Nashville. I know they do. Yeah. Um. I don't think so. To be honest with you, I, I, not that I've noticed anyways. Which I kind of like try to tone out the audience when I when I'm mm-hmm. playing a lot of the time. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that I've noticed, um, anybody really. I know we had, um, I didn't know this guy was, in, I was playing in Atlanta at the red light and T.I. came in. I know who he was. I mean, I've heard of him, but I had no idea. Yeah. It's like, yeah, good, good song. So, oh, thank you. You know, and I'm walking back to my, my seat and then yeah. he left and somebody goes, do you know who that was? I'm like, no. They go, T.I. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> and then thinks, oh, that guy, I know him now. Now I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> now let me see i'm gonna make all my notes here we've got um got more thomas if you got anybody that you ever want to shouts out to um i have no problem with that you know bands because we have i know you can't do it alone it's one of those things that it's it takes a team to build build yourself up so you're more than welcome to give shouts out to those people too and give them give them a heads up and, and a little bit of a little bit of love because i know it's it's a it's a hard job yeah, that's for sure. Um, you know, it takes takes a team of us to get through it all. Um, we've got a couple, you know, I've got a couple different groups up here, I guess clicks or whatever you want to call it, that uh, kind of hang out with and run with, and we all just – we we all got each other's backs. So Now, if you were um, – I usually do that during it, but we're going to do it right now too. So if you think – I'm mixing – we know a lot about music with you, so we talk about music, but we want to hear more about the life of Justin and, and stuff that you do. So what is like a, a dream vacation? You know, if you could take a break from music and go somewhere, where would you think you'd want to go? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know, because I love to travel. Uh, I, I've been up to Montana. I've been – I love Montana. Montana's beautiful, um, except for I don't like the cold. So <laughs> it's kind of like a give and take on that one. Um, but I, I love – I love the mountains. I, I would love to just go hang out in the mountains. And, and my grandpa, he's got a cabin up in North Georgia in uh, Young Harris. Um, so I would go up there a, a pretty fair amount when I had time. Um, and I love it there. It's it's just cabin up in the woods, and I can just sit there and, you know, whether play music. I wrote my very first song there um, when I was I was in college, I, and I was just trying to – tired of playing cover gigs, and I was like, oh, I'll just try to write a song. So I wrote, wrote my very first song there, but – um yeah i think that would be it i've always wanted to go to england too i think that would be cool yeah i've never been to england i've been to paris which was not what i thought uh it's actually a dirtier place than you think it's nothing like the movies of course i I stay by the train station might be the problem (laughs) yeah i wouldn't mind going to somewhere in there 
Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's on my bucket list too, going to Italy. Now, you mentioned the cold. We went, I love Colorado. I've never been to Montana, but I want to go. We went to Colorado, and my country ass thought, oh, I'll be okay. I'll just wear jeans and a hoodie, and I'll bring a windbreaker. <laughs> All right. So, and I did, and we went in January, and I ended up getting mountain sickness because I guess that's probably when I wasn't warm enough. And it just messed with my, my head. But, I mean, I, I remember having to carry my oxygen with me. My, my oldest son was laughing his ass off. He was just like, oh, you're like an old man. I said, I had to sleep with the oxygen mask on. And oh, it, it was bad because I, I didn't want to go. I was just like, oh, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And then, you know, if you, that stuff can kill you. And I had like the worst headache in the world. And so I ended up going to um, the hospital finally. And I remember it was such a country little hospital. I think the guy that the uh, doctor drove a tractor in because it was a tractor parked in the parking lot. And that was like the, <laughs> on, the only vehicle there besides ours. And so I'm in there and my oxygen is down like to 84%. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to sit here for a while and get your oxygen back up. And so I sat there for a couple hours just talking to him and I, I, I'd go back again. I love that area. I love, my, I haven't been Montana. I want to go. That's yeah, one of my, it's, my it's areas. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I've been to Montana twice now. Um, and it just amazes me every time. You got a little puppy there with you? Yeah, that, that's my buddy Duke. He uh, he's a seven-month-old giant. He's a, a golden Pyrenees, so he uh, getting restless over here. My uh, my kid has my daughter has a uh, husky, same as Apollo. He's about a year, maybe a year and a half old. He's a, he's such a beast. He he loves to yell and talk. And I was playing one of my okay. songs, and he was literally just howling with it. And, but he was staying on time and he was in key. It was like, it was really cool. I, was like, I wish I could record this. Right. So I'm gonna have to think about that next time. <laughs> TikTok viral right there. It is. I mean, cause he's, yeah. cause everybody loves Huskies. Who doesn't love dog? So we got time with one more song and we got a couple more questions that aren't music for you. Uh, do you want to do the last one live or do you want to go ahead and pull up Spotify? What you want to do? Uh, let's do uh, I'll play a live one again. Um, okay. I, uh, I'm just excited about these new songs that we're we're getting ready to yeah, put out. I don't blame you, dude. Uh, so what I've heard so far, they're uh, really good. Well, I appreciate that. Um, pull up my list here, see which one I want to play. Wait, did I tell you one? I wrote one. I've got an idea for a song that I wrote, and I'm going to play it out. I haven't played it out yet, but I've been writing it here at the house. It's called Hey Google. And I wrote it for two reasons. For that very reason. I did it for two reasons. One, I want to see how many phones I could make go off as I was singing a song. And then two, I was like, what? You know, everybody looks up Google, right, for for everything. So, like, what if they looked up Google for a broken heart? And so that, that was the premise of the song was, like, hey, Google, can you fix a broken heart? Right. We wrote a song, me and my buddy Ricky Routon and uh, Taylor Holder. We wrote, it's called it's called How to Break a Heart. Um, we wrote it a week or two ago, something like that. But it's, you know, How to Break a Heart, same thing. Yep. Yeah. That cool yep. idea country song <laughs> so which one are we doing next uh golly, i don't know um i'll play one since since you know georgia podcast we'll play a georgia song this song's called uh georgia these days i wrote it with my old uh my old roommate brian fuller he's from uh i think he's from effingham county around statesboro savannah area um and my other buddy austin snell who's from uh i think he said decatur is where he's from somewhere in there yes um, i know that's it <laughs> yep yep austin uh austin's doing his thing they're both great phenomenal artists um austin's just blew up he just released his first song uh 
this this past year, um, I want to say like November something, and he's got like 13 million streams on it so far. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's insane. And then Brian, he's a phenomenal writer, um, great artist, love him to death. Um, put up with him for a year in the same house, drove each other crazy. So, um, good stuff. But we got we got a bunch of good songs out of it. So, um, this this is one that's gonna be on the project. And it's uh, it's called Georgia these days. Gotta get back home to see my mama. I'm overdue to wear the line, so you know I'm gone. You got some buddies I've gotta do some catching up with. Long stretch dirt, perfect for clearing my head. It's 500 miles one way. I'll be there for supper gets cold There's a stop I gotta make Between Tennessee and home She feels just like a summer breeze Taste Georgia peace She's got honeysuckle falling off her lips Sun-kissed skin And blue eyes I can't even dream of Curves and wine like the river does I just told her I was on my way She's the reason I'm missing Georgia these days It's Friday, my brother's playing his last ball game And saying for a while I'd make it out to If the time it all just right, I see them stadium lights come on. There's a stop I gotta make between Tennessee and home. She feels just like a summer breeze. Taste Georgia peach wings. She's got honeysuckle falling off her lips. Her sun kissed skin. Blue eyes I can't even dream of. Curves it wild like a river does And I just told her I was on my way She's the reason I'm missing Georgia these days Yeah, I'm missing Georgia I'll bet she's in her Favorite songs Counting down the seconds I'll pull down her road She feels just like a summer breeze Tastes Georgia peace sweet She's got honeysuckle falling off her lips Sun-kissed skin Blue eyes I can't even dream of Curves it wild like a river I just told her I was on my way Yeah, I just told her I was on my way She's the reason I'm missing Georgia these days Yeah, I'm missing Georgia
Yeah, that's, you definitely have to send me that one too because that's way. It was so weird. The guitar sounded like it was a haunted, <laughs> and it's a, <laughs> that's such a good song. I was like, oh no, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send all those to you when y'all. Okay, that's fine, and I'll put I'll put them in. I mean, that's like I said, your 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 singing brother is so good. You're so controlled, <laughs> I, and I appreciate you. You're not over the top and you're not yelling. It's controlled. You know, it's it's a country boy tune. It's just the same tone as a country boy. You got that, that is, but it's the way you control it. It's so, it's just really good. Well, thank you. I sure appreciate it, Justin. So what do you see yourself like in five years? Where's the, where's the Justin school plan going five years? Um, That's always a trick question because you, <laughs> you never can tell, but Right now, um, short-term goal, you know, within the next year, hopefully, you know, signing a publishing deal, trying to trying to get a check for writing writing songs instead of uh, not getting paid to write songs right now. Um, but uh, that's that short-term goal, get signed to a pub deal. Um, of course, record deals definitely in the future. Um, uh, five next five years or so, man, I'd I'd love to be on the road. You know, whether or not you know, a supporting act for somebody big, uh, you know, doing something, just trying to, trying to be just in schools for the world to see pretty much. Well, I'm, I'm saying, listen to your stuff and I can see it happen. I mean, you get a lot of songwriters coming here. They're good, but there's, there's, there's something missing. They got to find it. I think you got everything now. You just need that break. You know, the talent's there, the, the work ethic's there in five years. I would not be surprised if we see you doing like maybe an open act for, and that's, that's what it takes. We had a guy here uh, in Woodstock, uh, Jonathan Payton, great singer songwriter, great, just great musician altogether. He got to go tour with uh, Zach Bryan. He went to Red Rock and I'm digging to play. Uh, Cause I think he got snowed out, but the fact that he got, he's opened a couple of shows for him. It just blew right. his whole, his whole uh, Spotify's and followers and all that stuff just blew up. And so it just takes that. Oh, yeah that one person to reach out to you and I, w- I wish you nothing but luck on that well i sure appreciate it so before we get into the non non-music stuff go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you all your social media stuff that you love to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um you know everybody can find me anywhere you know instagram facebook youtube spotify apple music anywhere you can listen to music i'm there um I uh you can find me at Justin Schools or Justin Schools Music or Justin Schools Official, not Justin Schools Music, um, because I'm official, you know. Um, but yeah, Justin Schools Official is my social medias, and then you know Apple Music, Spotify, it's just Justin Schools, and that's like school with an S on the end, S C H O O L S. Okay. I always I always get people who are like, is that is that Shoals? Is that nope, not not Doctor Shoals over here. We're we're Justin Schools. <laughs> right, Doctor Schools. That's it. It's <laughs> funny, um. You know, you say doctor schools. I have, I have, when I, before I moved to Nashville, I'd, I'd be over here, you know, every, when I was in Memphis, I'd be over in Nashville once a week, you know, mm-hmm. all the time, just meet people right and whatever. Um, my, I, it's either Hilton or Hyatt, the hotel app. My name on there is doctor schools. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did that, but I did it just to see if it would work, I guess. Um, and it went through. So now when I go to that hotel, I'll say, hey, doctor schools, you know, welcome, whatever. you get like free tables and stuff they come in and they give you like your pick of the litter no that's when they try to charge you extra money because they (laughs) see the doctor i might have messed up on that one (laughs) you drive in i'm not in your porsche you're in your you're in your ford truck right yeah 
<laughs> this is my farm truck out here. All right. I'm a, I'm a vet. There you go. You say you're a vet. Because my my daughter at one time wanted to be a veterinarian, right? That was that was her goal. She's she's 13. She changes it daily now. So veterinarians one thing. Oh, great, perfect. And my son wanted to be a marine archaeologist. I was like, okay. I didn't know there was a job. That's pretty cool. Now yeah. they both changed. My son Gibson, the twin boy, wants to be a NASCAR driver. I, I've been there. For sure. I don't know where he got it from. I think because I let him watch Talladega Nights. Now he wants to drive NASCAR. And my, my daughter, his sister Cheyenne, his twin sister, wants to be a wrestler because she loves watching WWE. So she loves like Bailey and um, Bianca and Charlotte and all those. And so she she literally got upset when because I don't know if you watch wrestling, but WWE uh, is looking to sell. Right. And they're Saudi was Arabia was supposed to buy it. That's one of the people in it. And I told her that she got like literally upset because she goes, They're gonna take away the women's wrestling. It's not gonna be the same. I was like, it will, you'd be somewhere else. So it's just funny how <laughs> how their dreams change. Yep, that is. So when you were a kid, what was your dream? You, what was it? What was uh, the first dream that you remember, the first job that you wanted to have as a as a kid? NASCAR for sure. NASCAR. NASCAR. I, I still, I, I think if I, if music doesn't work out, I might just go buy a race car. I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm hell bent on on thinking that I can do it. Uh, I have to sure. take I have to take my son to Delonica because they have a uh, a racing track. That's how you get started. I looked it up for him. How do you get started? So they all start racing go karts. That's where they start, and then they get on the dirt tracks, and then they get into the, and then they got to get a sponsor if they win enough. So he's been asking me. It's either Delonica or Dawsonville. I can't remember. He could tell you if I asked him. Uh, but I, I had to Dawsonville take is right. Dawsonville. Okay. That's a, yeah. I knew it was a D. Delonica, they're close. Dawsonville, Delonica. <laughs> yeah. So my first my first job that I think I wanted to be was I want to be a bull rider at one time. Until yeah, I met a yeah. until I met a bull rider and he showed me all the <laughs> all the bones that he broke. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pick something else. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll figure something else out. <laughs> Can't get hurt playing guitar unless you fall off the stage, which could happen. <laughs> So we know a lot about you. We've been talking about an hour or so. And I hear you puppy dog. <laughs> um, what's a what's a hidden talent of Justin School? I know you can play music and you're a great songwriter, but what's a hidden talent? Um, I tell people all the time this. I love to cook. I, I tell people I cook ten times better than I sing. Um I, that's just something that I've always loved to do, you know, watching my mom in the kitchen or watching my dad cook or uh you know, grandmother, aunt, something like that. Um, I I love it. I cook all. I made. I was in here bored the other night, and I whipped up, made biscuits from scratch. Um, you know, fried deer steaks and all that in here. Um, I did. I, I can cook. I tell people I can cook anything you you that want me to. <laughs> so, what's your favorite thing to cook? Um, I love cooking chicken and dumplings. Okay. I I roll, I roll out my dumplings, and it's time consuming, so I don't really do it a whole lot anymore. But um, I love it. I, I like rolling out the dough, making the dough, um, and they're fun- they're the best I've ever had. So I don't Man, know. I'm getting hungry. That might upset now. somebody's grandmother <laughs> sometimes. But. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I want to go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> they have pretty Absolutely. good dumplings. <laughs> uh, we gotta touch on some of this uh, these these questions, but uh, I always ask too is. If because you you're a singer and songwriter, you you obviously are going to be like the artist route too. But if anybody else could sing your songs, who would you want to sing your songs? Man, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the song because 
written different different styles of songs. Um, I we've we've talked about pitching a couple songs to like Travis Denning and um, just some guys. I, I don't know, man. It's uh it's always a hard thing finding the right fit for a song. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who can, you know, obviously one loves the song and wants to cut it, um, but represents the song well too. Okay. So I mean, I, I would I'd like to think you know a good old good old Georgia boy. That would be be fine cutting my songs. That's uh, everybody from Georgia is like, oh, I do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it. Nash- a- Nashville is really Nashville is really little Georgia, as far as song- the songwriter population up here goes. Mm-hmm. You don't if you if you go into a place or you know Riders Round or just a bar in general, and you see some some guy in there wearing boots, jeans, and a baseball cap, ninety percent chance he's from Georgia. <laughs> It's that's so just, that's just how it is. right. It's so funny. I, when I start, like I said, I do this, that Georgia versus series, and what I always do is I put eight songwriters from Georgia versus eight songwriters from another state. It's like a friendly competition. There's a couple of prizes depending on the sponsors, but I did not realize. I mean, I always knew Georgia's scene is huge. Georgia is is obviously great, talented songwriters. And so the first date we did was Tennessee, and it's more of Nashville because I know a lot of people in Nashville. We they played. And then it bridged out to North Carolina. We took on North Carolina. North Carolina won. And we took on Kentucky last year, and Kentucky won. There's so many songwriters. And people know you think country go to Nashville, but I'm telling you, people, it's it's everywhere. And I would love – that's my goal is to try to get the songwriting community here to the same kind of level as Nashville because Nashville, the, obviously, the number one rule you get is your co-write. That's what it's for. And I think that's the difference in some of these other the states is they don't they don't co-write as much. It's they don't. It's not that it's not nurtured. I mean, you walk into Nashville, there's music on every bar and every corner and every street. There's people playing. It's just it's, that's how it is. And that's why I said earlier it kind of bleeds out. But I would love to get that here in North Georgia or even Georgia anywhere, but North Georgia because I'm it's closer for me. For um, sure, I uh, you know, I've got I've got buddies back back in Valdosta who, you know, one in particular that I can think of. He he's planning on moving up to Nashville and doing a songwriter thing as well. We've written a few together, um, and and he's struggling because he he wants to write songs and he wants to do the thing, but there's nobody you know in South Georgia that, or there's not enough anyways in South Georgia to write with, not enough people. Um, so it's just kind of a frustrating thing for him down there. And I definitely feel that because I was in the same situation not long ago. Um, so, yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah, and I, said, I think this is a perfect area why I'm at, I actually can't in Carterville because I'm three hours from Nashville and I'm probably three hours from at the most. Uh, I know I'm two hours from Warner Robins because my son lives in Warner Robins, my oldest. But um, so, I'm, you know, he's kind of right in the middle of everything. And you got Atlanta in between, but Atlanta's more of, it's more of a, you know, like a hip hop kind of scene, but right. I, it's, it is, and it isn't, it is, it, there's a lot of it there, but it's music is everywhere. I mean, I've met so many talent there's a band there called sweet young twang that is as like country as they can be, but they play all through Atlanta and it's, it's there. I just, like I said, it's everywhere. I, I love, I love music and I love meeting people. So like I said, anybody that, you know, you get, when you email me those songs, uh, email me the list of people that you can think of. And if you think of any later, like Jesse, I thought of these two, send them to me, uh, have them reach out to me. I can reach out to them. And like I said, I'll, I'll get them on and talk to them because I love yeah. listening to music. 
if there was a movie done of your life, Justin, who do you think would play you in that movie? <laughs> oh man. Um, I don't know. I feel like a, this is, this is not a current, I guess, well, I guess he is kind of an actor still, but he's not a current actor. I feel like young John Snyder, a Bo Duke would, would fit me pretty well. Uh, that's, like that's, let's see. I love Deuce the Hazard growing up. I used to watch that. I had, I had a, um, I don't know if they make it anymore. They had, uh, you know, the little remote control cars you had, the tracks that you run around. I had a Dukes of Hazard one, right? So I had yep. the General Lee and I had a cop car and they were chasing each other and it had like a little ramp that it would jump and you just go back and forth in the little figure eight. I loved it. Caught on fire. They had to get rid of it, but <laughs> I yeah. played it so I much. Bet. Yeah, they, uh, my, my parents had one of those. And so I had, you know, did that whole thing when I was young. So, I, and, and I always swear, you know, whenever I make coming to some big money doing whatever, that's the first car I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy generally. Have you, have you been to the Dukes of Hazard uh, museum they got in Nashville? It was, uh, it's right next, it's close to that, uh, the Tubbs music shop or used to be a music shop where his bus is in there, his tour bus. Yeah. It's and, over by uh, the Opry on that side of town. Yep. They, they shut, they shut that place down. Is it, did they ever open it back up? No, I don't think they did. And so his bus is just sitting in there. Yep. Somebody told me that the re reason they won't take it out, it cost them more money to take it out, so they just leave it in there. Yeah. Yeah, They. Uh, I've been in there. I paid the $15 to sit in the car out there to take a picture. Um, I did. I was that guy. I, I would have too, but I, I had – I don't think I had any cash on me. And, uh, I'm a cheap. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm cheap. I'm not going to pay for it. I just like to sit and take a picture. But I was going through the museum – and I'm looking at all these things because I have, um, I had like the, I remember these toys because it was my, it was my generation that had, I was, I was born in 77. So same time that was big and all those toys were out. And I, and I forgot about some of them because they had like a blow up, uh, the general lead, like the air, like a little air thing that you blew up. And I'm like, I had that toy and I had those and I'm like, man, I wish I still had those things. Yeah. Kicking oh, myself. Yeah. I had a Herschel Walker rookie card my dad threw away. I was so mad. Oh, yeah, that, that one, yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, um, we kind of mentioned some of the stuff, but like, like travel plans, but what are like three things on your bucket list? You know, I've never really thought about that. Um, I'd love bucket list, play the Opry, number one, for sure. Definitely definitely a life, life goal dream right there. Um. Man, I don't know. Uh, I like to kill a moose. I think that'd be pretty cool. Go hunt and kill a moose or a pretty good sized elk. That'd be cool. Um, fly plane. I feel like okay. I'd be pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I we I'll went to we went to Maine a couple of years ago, and they have like moose crossing signs in Maine. I never saw that before in my life. I'm like, really? So now I'm like looking for moose everywhere I go. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, the flying the plane, you're on your own on that one. I'm I, I'm not big on flying. I don't like it. It's like God did not give me wings, so I'm gonna stay right here yeah. on the ground. I, I, yeah, I definitely get that. I uh, I've flown I've flown several times. I I don't like heights. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever you know, whenever you hit some turbulence or whatever, and that plane kind of drops and your stomach stomach goes up. Uh -huh. I don't like that. But um, but yeah, I feel like I could fly a plane for sure. Like, it can't be too hard. 
Yeah, better you than me. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been, I, I like like the some of the uh, more extreme stuff. Like I've been bungee jumping. I love bungee jumping. I was like 17 when I went, and I remember it was in Florida. And I get up there, and the guy, I said, "What do you do?" He said, "Well, the hardest thing is letting go." It's like, okay, and that's kind of advice I I feel like in life. It's like I just, hardest thing is let go. It still is, but I'm sitting there, I'm laying there, and I look out over the thing because it's like 120 feet up in the air, and you drop. And on the map below, it's lit up. It says, do you know him, Jesus? That's what you're dropping down to. I'm like, okay. And so it was so much fun. So I did it, scared, then I bounced, I did fine. I, like, oh, I love it. And so like back then, it was 25 bucks for two jumps. So pay the book money and you get back in it. They take you to the top. And I just like, I'm just jumping out now. I don't even care. I bounced up and I hit the, the telephone line or one of the lines above it with my foot. I thought I hit a bird. So I'm looking, I got a VHS of me actually doing it. And you can see me in a video looking around. Cause I'm like, what did I hit? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I tell you the highest I want to get up will be like a hot air balloon though. I want to, I wanted to take my wife on a hot air balloon ride. I had, I don't know how we got on me and her talking about this, but I, I actually set it up. I was going to take her for like our anniversary. Like we were dating like a one year anniversary, just me and her on a hot air balloon ride. And so we're eating it cracker barrel. That's because that's where we met. It was Cracker Barrel. It's kind of a redneck. MySpace and Cracker Barrel is where we met. And <laughs> so we're um, talking, and I don't know how we actually got onto it. She goes, yeah, I'll never get on a hot air balloon ride. I'm like, shit. So I, hang on, I got to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, I ain't hold that thought. Now, I got one more question for you before I let you go. But first of all, thank you, all for, right. coming, thank you for coming on the show, Justin. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I sure appreciate you having me, Justin. It's been fun, and like I said, send everybody you want my way. And seriously, if you ever want to write sometime, I'm I'm open. I love writing. Um, Absolutely. But before I let you go, give everybody um, what's the best advice you've ever got. If you want to do something, do it. Don't don't hold back because uh, you'll you'll definitely regret not doing it later down the road. And and I'd rather you'd rather do something you enjoy when you can versus think back and like man wish i could do that you know regret not doing it so so if, if you got something you love and you want to do something go do it i like that so before i let you go brother again thank you again for coming on uh tell everybody where they can find you at uh yeah again social media is justin schools official um apple music spotify uh, amazon music anywhere you listen to music it's justin schools s-c-h-o-l-s um yeah school with an s it biases the Georgia Songbirds, and that was Justin Schools, and that's what it is. Thank you, Justin. All right, Jesse. We sure appreciate you. Not a problem. Just send me all that stuff. Um, you got my email. If you need anything, just let me know. Cool. Awesome. Sure appreciate it, buddy. See you, brother. All right, man.